You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, guys, and welcome to your weekly wisdom on the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your music. Rate and review and pray. <laughs> if you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Like Dan said, rate, review, pray. Don't forget those things. That's I'm the tired. way the Lord works. I'm sorry, man. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy Cardona, accompanied by the anti-socialist Daniel Rosada. How you doing, Dan? How you doing? How you doing, Rudy? Usually, you have a third member named Eslam around here, but he doesn't do shit, so he's not here. Yeah, uh, he's never here. You know, he was gone fighting off the cheese. He was fighting off the mystery cheese burglar in which he thought he was. Go back to our episodes if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And then he was supposed to come back. And ever since then, he's I don't know. I don't know what's he doing, Dan. I don't know, but he's not holding up his own weight. He's not. He's not putting in the pudding. He's not cheddaring the cheese. He, this yes. man needs to step up and and sit down <laughs> and do a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Butter that bread. Butter that bread. <clears throat> like I was saying, Dan, Eslam, and I get together every week to talk about, like, anything. Like, literally anything. Like, anything. if you go back, any fucking thing. Literally anything. Do you hear and the birds? Do you hear the birds? Do you hear the birds? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you hear the birds? No. You're fucking going crazy. There's no I'm birds. Worried. I'm working too much, really. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Dan also hasn't had sleep in, like, 26 hours. <laughs> like it make it sound like a long ass time. Oh, oh man. man. Anyway, this week I was looking on my my flip it flip. I was gonna say flip it at my Flipboard app, and uh, I came across an article from Business Insider, which pretty much rates. It's called ranked every Nintendo console and portable system. So uh, we were gonna go through this list and see what we agree with, what we disagree with, and whether or not we've actually played with these consoles. Is that cool with you, Dan? Yeah. We're, are, we're not. Are we ranking them as well or no? Well, I'm going based off of their rank. Okay. Okay. All right, so we'll start at the bottom and work way up. Okay. Number 13, which I think is the most obvious thing, but maybe that's the only amount of consoles that they've made. <clears throat> Number 13 is Virtual Boy from 1995. Have you ever played this? Oh, the Virtual Boy. No. I know about it, but no, I haven't, I haven't played it. Few would recognize the Virtual Boy. This, this is from the article from Business Insider. Who wrote the article? Uh, I forget. You read. Kevin Webb on Good December 15th, 2018, 10.30 a.m. No, yeah. it's kind of late with that. You got to wake up and get the news in there. I feel like that was early enough. I feel like he just got there. You know, he had a coffee and boom. Just kind of name right is Kevin there. Webb. What is he? What is he? German? What about Chris Webber? Never mind. His last name is Webber. <laughs> what about Chris Webber? Great basketball player. Virtual Boy. 1995. All right. So this is where it goes in the article. Few would recognize Virtual Boy as a Nintendo creation. And even fewer actually own the console. The Virtual Boy was designed to use stereoscopic 3D. Never even heard of that. Interesting. Stereoscopic, stereoscopic. Stereo- I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. To create that. an early form of virtual reality games, but failed to create a convincing enough experience for those to be much of an audience. Nintendo was quick to fold on the console, discontinuing the Virtual Boy within a year of its launch in 1995. Wow. With with only 22 games ever released for the Virtual Boy, there's no real arguing that this is the least impressive of Nintendo's video game consoles ever. 
Never played it. I think my friend had it, but his looked broken. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, yo, what's that? I want to see it. And they're like, oh, you don't want to play with that. What year did, uh, did they say it came out? Five, 1995. I was five years old. Yeah, I mean, I know next to nothing about it. Uh, I mean, it sounds like if there's going to be a last place Nintendo console, that's the one. So yeah. <laughs> it makes it's sense. It's just interesting, though. 1995, like, if you think about it, that's the prime of gaming in a sense because that's when you really start seeing a huge change. At that point, you had Super Nintendo. Nintendo 64 was coming up. I think PlayStation was 1997. So you would think that there was a big market for it at that time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I never played it. Did you ever see one in person, though? I remember seeing one, but it was broken. It's one of those things where I'm not sure. It, I feel like if you put it in front of me, I might be, oh, yeah, I've seen that. You know, something like that. Yes, 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 yes. I've seen it. I put it in front of him. He did. He it's did. in his face. Right in there. Right in there. Look at that controller. Look at that ugly ass controller. Actually, look at if you the think about it, D pad on the right hand side. If you think about it, look at this controller. Right. What does it remind you of? Of the current PS4 controller. No. That's what I think of. The GameCube controller. Oh, I remember. I never mess with GameCube. Oh God, we'll get on that. We'll get there later. No. What I don't. This I don't have second D pad. Look at this D. Who needs two D pads? Well, why do we need two analog sticks? You know what, what I'm the saying? Analog stick. You know what I'm saying? It, it serves the same purpose, right? Number 12, Game Boy Color, 1998. Really? Really? As the name might suggest, the Game Boy Color was Nintendo's first handheld to feature a color screen. The Game Boy Color arrived nearly a decade after the original, providing a hardware upgrade for, <clears throat> for the more demanding games of the late 90s. However, the system mostly served as a stopgap until they released the next generation Game Boy Advance in 2001. The Game Boy Color still saw more than 500 releases in that year, that three-year span. <clears throat> Excuse me. Though many of those games were still playable on the original Game Boy, the Game Boy Color could also play gla- classic Game Boy games and would... Give them a basic color scheme to highlight their visuals. Mm-hmm. That's what I, you know. What's funny, right? Is that Pokemon is technically a Game Boy game. Yeah. Poke like, but the thing is, is that it came out with the Game Boy Color. Yeah. So I think a lot of people necessarily associated it with a Game Boy Color. I think it wasn't until Gold and Silver came out that those games were specifically made for the color. Is that Gold and Silver? Pokemon. I mean, Gold it still it still would have worked on the original Game Boy, though. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, but there were certain games that only worked on the Game Boy Color, though. See, I have a question for you. When the Game Boy Color came out, did you still have your old Game Boy? See, I didn't have an. I had, didn't have a Game Boy. Fernando oh. had a Game Boy. He lost the back uh, cover. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was able to get one, I had a Game Boy Color, and Josh had a Game Boy Color. I had I had purple. Not Josh, see through Josh, purple. Josh had not no no not, not see through purple. purple. Yeah, the other purple. I had just regular purple, oh, and Josh got I'm the sorry. green one. I'm Josh sorry. got the green one. I wanted the blue one. I'm sorry, but everyone wanted the blue one. I had I had the see through purple. Um, but my thing was, I I had I still had my old Game Boy at the time, mm-hmm. and it still worked and everything. And I remember I would play the Game Boy Color. Uh, I got Pokemon Red with it. I uh, played that. It was great. Enjoyed it, and. Uh, I remember taking one of my old games and I was playing it in my old Game Boy and then just out of the blue I was like what happens if I put this I think it was Donkey Kong the one where once you pass the main levels uh, after you beat the main thing playing as Mario and it it advances shows you new worlds and stuff Mm -hmm. and I put that in the Game Boy Color. Mind you I'm just a little dumb kid and I didn't know anything and then the game had color and I was like oh man I didn't know that was possible I thought it was going to be a black and white thing just on my new Game Boy Color. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the craziest thing in the world. I started putting all my Game Boy games in the Game Boy Color. I was like, these things have color. That's crazy. They had color all this time, and this stupid machine didn't bring out the color. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh, I bet you you serve a larger community than you think. I don't, I don't care about the community. The funny thing is that Fernando ended up getting a Game Boy Pocket later. Remember that? Never had one. Because the Game Boy Color was better than Game Boy Pocket, but Fernando got it for some reason. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it was definitely... They always try promoting it. You know that pocket? You could put it in that pocket. Sorry. Uh, number 11. Surprisingly enough, I like. I guess it's weird, but I don't want to see this. Like Nintendo Wii U 2012. Yeah. Putting aside the huge flop that was the Virtual Boy, the Wii U is Nintendo's least popular video gaming console. Confusing brand... Yeah, confusing branding. You're damn right. Combining <clears throat> combined with technology that was only half-step up from the massively popular Wii hurt the Wii U at the release. It was quickly outmatched by the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 when they launched the following year. The Wii U's most innovative feature was the introduction of a large tablet that could, use, that could be used as a secondary display for gaming or mirror the image on the television. With Nintendo's emphasis on family-focused gaming, the Wii U tablet was designed to allow children to play on smaller screens while their families were using the living room. It was funny because they used all those failures to make the Switch. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. However, the tablet essentially turns into a brick when you walk out of range of the console. Didn't know that. Making it a very limited making it very limited indeed. The added requirement of developing games for the tablet in mind, Nintendo's lackluster online gaming infrastructure led to lack of games from third-party developers. You know, this is this sad because this is I think this is the console. First of all, let me let me be clear about myself, right? When the Wii U came out, I thought it was literally just an addition to the Wii. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was I guess I was confused just as much as other people. Like I, I thought was it was I thought it was a Wii, but there was a, like an added feature to the Wii. Like maybe like, you know, the tablet part was an add-on to the Wii. So, and by that time, I was already done with my Wii. So, I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep pushing on this console. Mm-hmm. And then when the Wii, when I found out the Wii U was its own console, I was like, this is bad. See, first off, the name, it sounds like Wii University. Like, we went to college. Uh, that right mm-hmm. there upsets me. It's a, it's a weird name. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was uh, working at Famous Footwear, I'm not going to say the person's name. We'll call him Gary. There was Gary, who was just like, hey. You know what? This Wii U's coming out. I'm getting this, and Gary wanted to get it for his significant other. He's like, "All right, Gary, do what you're gonna do." We'll call her Jamaica. It was a him, actually. But anyway, oh, yeah. Gary, a Jamaican. <laughs> it's still <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> it says Jamaica. It's Jamaican. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard Jamaican the first time too. I was like. It's whether it's male or female, they're all Jamaicans. <laughs> yeah, I just put some emphasis on it. Like, oh, Jamaican. No, 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 it was, it was a him, him actually. Oh, Jamaican. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, so I'd, uh, I want to say around the time it came out, we'd already seen the press conference for the PS4 and the Xbox One, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'd already seen these, and I was thinking, all right, I'm probably going to go Xbox One. The PS4 looks real good, blah, blah, blah. And Gary's just like, nah, man, nah, trust me. Get this Wii U. I'm like Gary, go go do your thing. Go go sell shoes over there on that side of the store. Go talk to Jamaica. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, it, it was bad. He got the Wii U, and I was like, how is it? How, how do you how do you feel? He's like, this thing sucks. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's all right. Gary's not a video game person. Uh, neither was I at the time. Uh, I played, but not like I do now. But I knew just looking at it, just everything about it. It looks like 
Toys R Us was like, hey, we're going to try to make a video game. We have no experience in video games. Here you go. Here's a toy. Here's first a toy. Of all, first of all, look at the where the joysticks are. Oh, yeah. Look where Why the not? joysticks are on no. the top. At the very top. But the problem, you know what the problem is, and I think this would have saved this console, actually. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is, was, was the thing they should have did. Snap their fingers, right? They should, have include, they should have included a regular controller. The problem for me, even at the end of it, is like, okay, maybe maybe I don't like the system, but at least I want to give Smash a chance or Mario Galaxy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I just have to use that horrible, horrible tablet. Mm-hmm. Like, at least give me an opportunity to just use a regular controller. I'm not, and, I, and then they wanted you to spend $60 on their version of a pro controller at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. which still had joysticks above the regular buttons. What When you played on TV, what was on the, uh, the screen portion of the tablet? No, it's still the same game. Is it? But I think at the time, like <clears throat> you could probably use your tablet for different things, like a map, the same way like the the two DS. I mean, the three DS and the two DS were. Um, but then if you came, let's say you and I were living together, yeah. and you came watch TV, I would just transport it back onto yeah, yeah. the tablet. I, I get that. My only thing is, if I'm playing a video game and I'm watching it on the TV, at no point should I have to take my eyes off the TV to look somewhere else. That's not how video games are. Mm-hmm. And they basically made a tablet with the screen and said, hey, while you're up there looking at the game, come down here and look at the game. That's yeah. stupid. It, yeah. On the DS, it sort of works. It's still very much annoying because you're, it, there's the little thing, it, the divider in between. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't, I personally don't like it, but at least it's right there. This one's just like, hey, here's a secondary screen. Take your eyes off of that to make things more difficult and look here. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's, that's and stupid. it looks so cheaply made. I'm yeah, not going to lie, that console just looks so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What's <sighs> <it for> <laughs> Number 10. <clears throat> Nintendo 64, 1996. This, this list is wrong. That's fine. Well, this list is wrong. They put Game Boy Color at 12. Right there. I, I already said, I, I was already a little suspicious. And now at number 10, you said 10? 10. 10 is Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. 10. So they're saying that the Wii is better than Nintendo 64. Continue, Rudy. Continue. The, the Nintendo 64. The Nintendo 64 held video games take the leap to 3D with a significant upgrade on power compared to its predecessor, the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nintendo titles like uh, Super Mario 64 yep. Yep. and The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time defined, so. a gen- defined a gen- you son of a bitch. <laughs> defined a generation of 3D adventure games. While N64 exclusive shooters like Torok Dinosaur Hunter, GoldenEye 007, and Perfect Dark were some of the best games in the yeah. genre. Yeah. The N64 did have its drawbacks, though. The console was much small, had a much smaller library of memorable games than Nintendo's other classic consoles. And sadly, the graphics that once looked so impressive on the N64 haven't aged particularly well. The N64 controller also helped make analog sticks a standard for the, uh, for the future of consoles, but the physical design of the controller was awkward by any modern standard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. That's probably the biggest issue I had with that system was the controller. It was humongous. First of all, the controller was humongous. Once you got used to it, you were used to it, though. But if you think about it, just you didn't you didn't need the left side. There was many games where I didn't even need a D pad or that left trigger. I mean, oh, the left uh, it, it left depends bumper. on the game. It depends on the game. But first off, like they said, Nintendo was once again, as they usually do, was being innovative. 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 No, some people innovative? say some people say innovative. innovative. Who, are the, who are these people? Some people. I've who heard these people, people they say, probably made this list. I've heard people say say innovative. Uh, Inno- it was well, innovative. those people are wrong, and don't listen to them. <laughs> you you have you you have an education. They had good ideas, and they put a joystick in there, which was great. No, who had done that before them? No mm-hmm. one. No mm-hmm. one had done that. 
Yeah, it was weird. You had the three things, and everybody had the same joke. Oh, I don't have three hands. Ha, ha, ha. Little did they know that they were going to come out with a stupid invention called the Wii U years later. I digress. This game was great. You had... They listed some games. What about Kirby 64? You know? What about that? What about Super Smash? Super mm -hmm. Smash Bros. was on there. Mm -hmm. Mario Kart was on there, was it not? Mario Kart 64. Let's, let's get correct. It's all the same to me. I could care less. Yoshi Story. Mortal Kombat 4 on Nintendo 64 was a great game. One of my friends from school when I was younger, I let him borrow that game. I'm not going to say any names. Let's just call him Gary. Gary <laughs> took my Mortal Kombat 4, never gave it back. That's all right, because I took his Kirby 64 plus his Resident Evil Code Veronica X for the PS2, and I kept both of them. And that was the one that had the demo for Devil, Devil May Cry. Take that, Gary. Not, the, not the Wii games, U, Gary. I could probably flip those. I don't... I keep my stuff, you know that. It's not your stuff, though. You you stole this from Gary. It became mine. It became mine. Give me my Mortal Kombat 4 back. I'll take it. I'll play it right now. Play it right now. Great games on that console. Can't believe Fighter, you take your game. Fighter Destiny. Fighter Destiny. Not Fighters. They messed up, and they called it Fighter Destiny. That was a great game. It was a fighting game that nobody knew about. I think I was the only person in the world that, that had it. Great game. They came out with the sequel and called it Fighter's Destiny. They fixed it. Fighter's Destiny 2. Yeah, the character was like Dennis Robin. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean the controller. Great controller console. was a factor there. You Great know what's console. funny about this console, right? I remember when it came out, we didn't have it at first. So we had the we had the Super Nintendo. So mm -hmm. we went to the we went to the video spot near the place, Raritan Video, mm -hmm. and uh, I grabbed one of the Nintendo sixty four games and tried to put it in my Super Nintendo. And my parents, my parents didn't even try to stop me. My parents yeah. let this happen. <laughs> I don't understand what they were doing wrong. I would have told them, no, 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 that's not for this console. See, I but. did. I think I mentioned this on the podcast once. I did something similar, but it was a lot more depressing. It was. Um, I remember I, I had put a disc in a sixty-four. No, no, you put the disc. Not even. I, if a disc would have been better. I remember I had my old Nintendo at the time and my Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was this one like little uh, like I had this one random video game magazine. I think my mother bought it for me just because I was looking at it or something. I was a little kid. I was like six or seven. And <laughs> this is sound so sad. And uh, there was a thing for like a Batman and Robin game. I want to say it was for like Batman Forever around that time. I remember mm -hmm. Two Face being in there. And I looked at this picture, and I was always like looking at this article and the thing. I'm like, man, this looks real cool. I wish I could play this game. I remember I, I, I at one point I cut out a picture of it. Oh god! And I had to, and I put the picture like in the consoles. Just imagine, imagine I played it. You just put the picture in the console. Yeah. Just pretend to play pressing the buttons. You're sad. You're sad. <laughs> I don't even know if I can finish this list with you. Yeah. That's just that's pretty bad. Never got to play that game. Much like Mortal Kombat 6 Deception. Mortal Kombat Deception. Still haven't played that game. Okay, good. It was Deception. I saw Deadly Alliance the other day at a thrift shop, and I, I was going to get it I own you. it. I own it. But I, I was like, no, no, no. He said he played that. He never played Deception. I played every Mortal Kombat game except for Deception. If I found Deception at a thrift shop, would you want me to get it for you? I don't know. I've had the opportunity to get it. I, I could get it right now if I wanted to, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, why go back when I could go forward, you know? No. You know? Next. Number nine, the Game Boy Advance. 2001 Game Boy Advance. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> mm. Mm. 
Game Boy Advance. Mm. The Game Boy Advance mm, was a strong follow-up to the Game Boy Color. Representing a significant improvement in handheld hardware, the 32-bit Game Boy Advance was strong enough to handle games that were once exclusive to home consoles, letting players take their favorite classics on the road. This also gave game developers a chance to revisit some of the most popular genres of the 1990s for a new audience. The GBA, also known as Game Boy Advance, was fully backwards compatible with prior Game Boy games too, rewarding customers with their loyalty to the family of handheld games. There aren't many negatives about the Game Boy Advance, actually, but when placed besides Nintendo's other consoles, the handheld didn't push many boundaries, and some of the best GBA games were ultimately better executed on other platforms. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like the Game Boy Advance, really. Okay, you, you, oh God, this motherfucker. You, you out of your mind. You know what it is? You know what it is. You probably didn't actually fill out the catalog. Let me let me run down the list of Game Boy Advance games. First of all, every Game Boy game ever created. Let's put that out there. No, I Next. No. no, no. Next. Mm-hmm. You got Pokemon games, Ruby, Sapphire. Didn't buy them. No, didn't care. Fire Red. Mm-hmm. Didn't care. Leaf Green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only Matt, you had Sonic Adventure. You had Sonic. Uh, not was it? You could go back. They actually remade Super Mario World. They made all the Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Put them on this system. Mm-hmm. They made all. They remade all the Super. I think it was all the Sonic Advance games were remakes of the original Sonic games. Yeah, none of that. I'm none done. Of that interested me. What year did the Game Boy Advance come out? 2001. 2001. Wait, shit. If you think about it. Interesting. I'm about, to, I'm, about to, I'm about to school you on some. So that came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. The next game on this list, the Nintendo GameCube, came out in 2001 too. Oh, look at that. Horrible year. Anyway, 2001. <laughs> what happened to you? What did Gary do to you that year? <laughs> I was 11, right? 10 or 11 around there. What did he do? Who, who and, touched you? And I remember the Game Boy Advance came out, and I remember as an 11 year old kid, I looked at it and I thought, oh, this is great for somebody who doesn't already have a Game Boy. And that's what I always thought of it as. Because they had the advanced games. Yeah, but, you know, who cares? Who cares? There was nothing there that was impressive. You had no friends. And I remember there was this one uh, one game that was interesting, a Dragon Ball Z game. And yes, I, it was. And I thought it was, it's not that one. I know which one you're talking about. I had that one, too. It wasn't that one. I played all of them. It was, Except it was, for Boo. I, can, I didn't stick on long enough to play the Boo game. No, we, the might, Frieza we, game. we might be talking about the same one. Played the Frieza game. No, are you talking about the, the one where you game. played as Goku where you're roaming around? And yes. Like, no, I'm yes. not talking about like that. Like Pokemon. I'm not talking about that. There was another one where, talking it was, about? where it was a fighting game. I don't remember the exact name. Not important. It was like you would share like uh, I think six por- six parts of the screen and you would have to like rotate. It was almost like a... It was very uh, thought-provoking. Almost it like sounds poor. It sounds poor. The cool thing about this game... wasn't good. The cool thing about this game was that it went all the way to the Boo Saga from... The Saiyan Saga, when you have uh, Raditz. The thing is, it went to the Boo Saga when RTV on uh, Cartoon Network was only at the Cell Saga. So I could have gotten to Boo. Cell. No, RTV? RTVs. Our Cartoon oh, Network. When we were watching Dragon Ball Z at the time, it was only at the Cell Saga. So I could have gotten to the Boo Saga and explored the story before it ever came out on TV. And this is why I thought the game was interesting. So I played the game. Yeah, that was it. And the sad truth is, I didn't beat it and get to the Boo Saga until after GT finished. It was a letdown. And the Game Boy Advance sucks because of that. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Nintendo GameCube. Number 8, 2001. It had a handle. It had a handle. Next. 
I, th- I think it's interesting that the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance came out the same year. That's fucking nuts to me. Mm. And that's five years after that 64, let that be known. Fernando, before I even read this description, Fernando bought the Nintendo GameCube. He was he was focused on the GameCube. But he but it initially if you don't I don't know if you remember or not, the it initially came out with a purple console. And then maybe six months down the line it came out with a black one. So he said, Nope, I'm waiting for the black one. So we would so we so we would literally periodically go to FYE. You know what FYE is? Yeah, for your entertainment. Remember what Sam Goody was? Never heard of it. But FYE does sell um bootios. Made famous by the new day. Bootios. They so make sure this... that you ain't booty. Go ahead. We used to go to the store called Sam Goody, which is now FYE. And we would just look at it. We would just go to the back of the store and play the demos. And he said, I'm gonna get that one day when mm-hmm. it's black. You know how taunting that is for a child to keep showing them this? And at that point, I think the best game out was Luigi's Mansion, which was actually a really pretty good game. Mm-hmm. That's another game where it's like, I don't get it. Everybody talks about Luigi's Mansion when they talk about the GameCube. It's Luigi with the vacuum cleaner. Come on. Come on. Let me read this description. <laughs> the legacy of the GameCube is defined by its greatest games. Some like Resident Evil 4 started exclusive... Started as exclusives before making their way onto future consoles, while others like Mario Kart Double Dash remain cult favorites to this day. The console itself wasn't remarkable, uh, wasn't particularly remarkable in terms of t- technology, but it did well. And <laughs> what are you looking at? Nothing. It's, it's, not like, it's, it's not like you're beatboxing for a second. <laughs> get it. Get, get, get you know, Dougie Fresh out here. You know how it is, <laughs> but it did well in a competitive console generation that included PlayStation 2 and the Xbox. The success of Super Smash Bros. Melee as a grassroots esports game lengthened the life of the GameCube, and its controller is still preferred by high-level Smash Pro players uh, to this day. Nintendo released a new line of GameCube controllers in 2014 for the launch of Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, and the same controllers can still be used to play the newest games in the series, Super Smash Bros. May Ultimate, on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> You know what's funny? I really like this console, but I think you know Fernando kind of scarred me with this though because mm-hmm. so the first okay so on top of going to going to see that shit all the time, Fernando brought it home and he was like, okay, I want you to show me how you take a game out of the GameCube. So I went and I went to go grab the disc yeah. because that's how you take a, a disc out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Dan. In the GameCube, if you pressed the center mm-hmm. of where the disc was, the yeah. disc would pop off. Okay. So he cursed me out first yeah. day we got this console. Did he tell you how to do it beforehand? Nope. So he nope. he he waited for you to fail yep. just to tell you that you failed. Yep. That's yep. so messed up. He said he's like, show me how to take a game out. Okay. No. <laughs> you see that shit where it says right here, push here to eject, push it. He just fucking screamed at me, cursed me out. Oh man, I honestly gotta feel like he was he was probably putting it together, hooking it up, whatever. He realized it on his own. Was like, oh. I'm not supposed to do it this way. I'm supposed to do it. Rudy! Rudy, come here and do this real quick. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> son of a bitch. The one thing I will say about the GameCube is I actually really like their controller. But aside from that, like, to me, it was, it just showed the shift in how the the design was. Because if you think about it, the it just shifted everything. The yeah, D-pad please, was... Please like, explain to me what the love for this controller is. I don't, I, I don't understand. I hated this controller. It's so just a much. good, you know, at the time, it was just a good size. I mean, if you think about it, this controller actually, in my opinion, re- like revolutionized the way modern controllers are because mm-hmm. you have the joystick on the left hand side and the upper left. You have triggers on both the left and the right that have actual pulls to them. 
Mm-hmm. You have um you have the D pad in the bottom left, which no one uses in most games today. Still don't use the right it stick, which the, the right the C stick is now currently the right analog stick for a lot of things. But it was actually, if you think about it, co- going compared to the Nintendo sixty four, they pretty much changed the C buttons to an actual C stick, mm-hmm. which made that a lot better too. Um, I, I like the C buttons. That's the. That was I. I had a. I didn't like that secondary stick. Of course, that's something I've gotten used to over the years because we do have a second analog stick. The size of the A button, how it was like massive compared to the stuff around it, was mm-hmm. always weird to me. I would always hit the wrong thing. Um, I just did not enjoy it. I don't know. I think it just innovated a lot of things in the front. Oh, it was innovative. 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 <laughs> like if you look at this controller and where the D pads are, like it just seems like what modern games turn into. Oh yeah. That's the thing. I'll give you that. Like this whole podcast is gonna be me hating on Nintendo, and and it's funny because I don't hate Nintendo, but it it was they are always known for innovating. They're always doing something that nobody else has done before them. That's what Nintendo does, and that's I why mean, I give think, them credit. Think about it. Even when you think about the Nintendo sixty four, that was, I think if I'm correct, that was the first console that let you plug in four different yeah. controllers. Yeah, as far as I'm one concerned, console. yeah, yeah. So but, it wasn't, and then and then when the PlayStation, PlayStation One, you didn't have that option, and PlayStation mm-hmm. Two, you need an adapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, because you could only have two on the PlayStation Two. You're right. You're right. Exactly. See, the GameCube. The only experience I really had, I was in high school, and there was this, a friend of mine. You know, what, let's call him Gary. <laughs> Gary, who I used to go to school with in middle school, he had a GameCube. We would still hang out from time to time. Gary was not a video game person. How did I know this? Because he had the option to get like a PS2, and instead he got a Nintendo GameCube. So he would get that. I was like, Gary, why don't you get some games for it? He just had the GameCube. <laughs> so he, he finally gets some games, and he came out with this game, which I found out years later talking to you, this game that I nobody had ever mentioned to me before, Super Monkey Ball. Oh, yeah, Super Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball, I had gone my whole life thinking it was just some stupid random game that only Gary bought. And then it turns out, no, it's this big thing that everybody likes. How come nobody talked about it for this long? You go in there, they're stupid monkeys, they're all doing things, and they're, they're shooting involved. themselves in balls. It, that, it, when I think of GameCube, that's what I think of. Super Monkey Ball, an annoying controller, and a handle. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get the GameCube. And they still use that controller today. Yeah. They still use it today. People really like it. I'm telling you, man. Um, number seven. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Wii, 2006. I'm just looking at this console makes me mad. How is the Wii better? How is any of what came after better than the 64? How is any, that's like the number that's like top five, top five. The Nintendo Wii had a massive cultural impact that extends beyond video games, inspiring a new level of interactive gameplay with its motion controls. The Wii's simple pointing and touch controls helped it find a casual audience, and innovative titles like Wii Fit show that the console could be used for fitness and physical therapy. The Wii remains Nintendo's best-selling home video console of all time, with more than 100 million units sold worldwide. However, the Wii does not have many memorable games of its own. And tons of lower-quality titles ended up on the Wii in an attempt to capitalize on the casual audience. The console did have a benefit of backwards compatibility, though, meaning that some of the better games of the GameCube era still could be played on the Wii. That is true. You know what's funny? is like I just sold one of these. I resold one of these. I picked it up for like $5. Oh, you were. So I sold it. So I picked it up for five bucks. Mm-hmm. And when I was going thrifting again, I actually found an eight because it only came with a power cable. Yeah. I actually thrifted again and I found an AV cable for two bucks. So I okay. bundled it together and I sold it for twenty five dollars. Good. So I made a twenty dollar profit on it. Plus, uh, plus they paid for shipping. 
Which I think is interesting because they paid for a console without controllers. So that mm-hmm. means they got to go buy a controller. But at the same time, I guess it's so cheap that they're not concerned about it. Did they know this? Yeah, come on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I can't have returns on my belt. Did they know this? Yeah, they knew. They knew. <laughs> um, I think the best thing about this console was the fact that it influenced people to get rid of their GameCubes because you still had backwards compatibility on it. So even if you weren't ready to make the jump to the Wii, mm. and you had a GameCube, you might as well have just said, "Well, fuck it. I'll play Smash on my on my Wii." Because mm-hmm. I because on top of that, it was not only just compa- backwards compatible like compatible. It had the plugins for the controllers on the side of the, on the console. Mm. Did you own one of these? No, God, God, no, no. All right. So what I noticed though is that I think there was two sets of Wii controllers. I think the original Wii controllers needed the bar at the top of the screen. There was actually a the bar, sensor. Like a, the sensor. Yeah. But later on down the line, they made new Wii controllers. I think with built-in sensors like mm. uh, gyroscopes, gyroscopes. Mm. So you didn't have to actually point it at something to really move it. Mm. I thought you were talking about that, and then the what is it the what, what was the secondary thing called? The dongle? The was nunchuck. The, dongle? the nunchuck. Yeah, the Wii was a thing. I'm six. <laughs> no, you only talk about the Wii. I'll talk about the Wii. Uh, it was, once again, it was innovative. I feel like the Wii came out and PlayStation was like, we got an idea for called PlayStation Move. It's where you put a you put an ice cream scoop on top of this stick and you play games with it. And Xbox is like, all right, you got your ice cream scoops, but we got Connect. Where we point a camera at you and, you and you dance when you play Just Dance. And you play this one fighting game where it's never calibrated correctly. So the Wii, once again, it was I mean, Nintendo, once again, was innovative. It was great. In, in uh, college, when I went to Kane, uh, there was a friend of mine. Uh, we'll call him Gary. Actually, no, it was Big Chris. He's been on the episode a few times. Oh, okay. So Chris, he and I, we would go to the game room and we would play uh, Wii. Every once in a while, they, they had a couple things. And nobody ever wanted to play the Wii because it's a Wii. And it was always available. So we'd go there, we would box, we'd play the tennis games, and we'd always just be really sore. I threw up my shoulder a couple times playing it. Wii Sports, that was the one good thing that came out of Wii. And it was bundled with every console. Yeah, so that's it. And that, and the thing, it's a great game. It got a lot of people who don't play video games to buy them. And that's it. They were like, hey, check this out. And they showed their friends. Their friends would buy it. They would show their friends. Their friends would buy it. And then everybody, all at the same time, put them in their closets, and it stayed there, and it died. You know what I'm going to say, though? I'm going to say I'm gonna give a shout-out to the Wii because I think it helped push gaming you know what at a point where gaming looked like it was dying i feel like you have a lot of younger generation kids who might have never got into gaming if their parents didn't say well this is very kid friendly and they can move and they can interact and they can have fun let's get away i don't know i don't know about that because have you talked to anybody who's like in their early 20s recently no i don't talk to people i don't like children i i work with people around that age and most of them i i discovered never they didn't go through games the same way we did we grew up with nintendo why are you talking? They work children? with me. <laughs> oh, okay. They uh, they didn't go through Nintendo like we did. They grew up on Call of Duty. You you remember all those kids that used to run around and curse and do all that stuff? They grew up. Oh, those racist bastards! Yeah, they all grew up. Not not. I'm not saying the people I work with are racist, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying those kids grew up. And then I'll mention things like, oh yeah, I just got Super Smash. We're like, oh, it's yeah, the Mario Smash Brothers game. Like, no, that's not what it's called. That's not what it's called. You, you should know. It was like, oh, yeah, I used to play old school games. I played the Xbox 360. I'm like, that's an old school game? Oh, oh <laughs> so, Gary. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I feel like those kids are the ones who got the Wii, and they realized this is not for me. Let me play a shooter. And they grew up on shooters. So that's, that's it. Number six, the Nintendo 3DS, 2011. You look, you look upset, Dan. 
This whole it's I I never discovered how much I disliked Nintendo until we did this episode. <laughs> the main hardware innovation on the Nintendo 3DS was its 3D screen, which offers stereoscopic. Can't believe that's actually a word. Stereoscopic 3D. <laughs> images without special glasses or any extra accessories however the 3d feature ultimately became one of the most forgettable parts of the console only used by a handful of games to its meaningful effect the 3ds was uh, was has succeeded as the an upgraded version from the ds complete with the backwards compatibility the system is the first nintendo handheld to utilize digital content with a digital shop that proved more worthwhile than the ones on the wii or wii u really how did you like the shop on the original Wii? The console also made notable improvements to the DS's online functionality and overall data management system. Which is sad because I do think that the online capability on these handhelds is probably better than what we see on the Switch now. With the upgraded hardware of the 3DS, developers have been able to move games specifically for the portable platform with few compromises. With now, while the technology of the 3DS was not as groundbreaking as the original 3D as the original DS, which I had the the light by the way, at release, Nintendo's rep- repeated revisions of the console have made it one of their most impressive hardware offerings yet. I never had a 3DS. I oh. bought a 2DS for a little while, then I gave that shit back. What's the one that we have? Did we buy it together? We, I, I well, it wasn't together, but it was around the same time. Oh, I saw that. It was a 2DS. 2DS? Okay. Yeah. That was pretty much you could play 3DS games at a very cheaper rate. Mm. Um, And it didn't flip. It didn't close. Mm. It was funny, though. Having the 2DS, I mean, gave me that feeling of the past of when we were kids. But I kind of wish I would. I mean, like, because it kind of sucks because you couldn't play 3DS games on a DS. Mm-hmm. I think I, I for no, I didn't have one. Josh had a DS Lite where you could play DS games and Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on it. That was pretty fun. See, I, I remember I bought a DS once to play a one Pokemon game. I forgot which one it was. It was I think it was black and Pearl. black and white. Wasn't it Pearler no, no, Pearler no, 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 I didn't Diamond? Mess with that. I didn't mess with that. Diamond of Pearl was the first one for me. Uh black and white, I wanna say I got I, I think I got the white one, I played it on there. And then I bought the two D S for X and Y. I think I got the X and that's it. Those things were like, Hey, I wanna play uh what was out for Pokemon. Once again, I looked at this. I already done handheld gaming. I had the Game Boy. I had the Game Boy Color. I did what needed to be done. Everything else sucked. You know what's funny also about these old handheld consoles by Nintendo is that they had their own proprietary charger. Now it seems like everybody's shifting over to to. Well, at first the shift was micro USB, and now it's to, it's gonna everything is gonna be USB C. Now it's obviously. So I think it'll help the longevity of the systems as well because. If I am in a thrift shop and I see, let's say, five years, ten years from now, probably not five, but five to ten years from now, I see a Switch in a thrift shop, I'll be more inclined to get it because I'll probably have a USB-C charger lying around. Now, if I go in there and I see a, D- an N- a Nintendo DS in a thrift shop, mm-hmm. I'm very unle- I'm, I'm very reluctant to get it because I would need to get a charger to go with it. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Number six. I thought that was six. That was six. They have two sixes. So it's tied. No, they just this is they, they was supposed to be a five because right. it goes six six four. What was his name? Uh, something Webb. Webb. Come on, Kevin Webb. Come on, Kevin, Kevin Webb. I told you, fucking fucking Germans. Stop Nintendo, huh? Stop hating on him. I'm sorry. Stop being racist, dude. No, nah, I'm not. That's not racist. Is that racist? If you if you don't, I like Germans. I just sold my uh, my Mickey's marching band to a German. It's in. It's going to Germany. You 
you saw that they uh, accidentally numbered something incorrectly, and you blamed everybody from that country. <laughs> oh, I guess that is pretty good. Yeah. Number six, meant to be five. Mm-hmm. Nintendo DS, two thousand four. Yeah, I already said my piece on it. So this was three years. At, man, like, Nintendo was really on their shit if you think about it. This game, this console came out three years after the GameCube. The second screen and touch controls of the original DS helped bring about a new era of handheld gaming. Games aside for lower touch screens gave the console a great casual appeal while ambitious developers worked to create more engaging games that made use of both screens. As a result, the DS enjoyed a library of games that were both unique and impressive, offering experiences that couldn't be matched on regular home consoles, or even the PlayStation Portable, which on paper was much more powerful as a console. The DS was the first handheld console with the horsepower to play 3D games, allowing for ports from N64 and some other 3D titles. The original model DS was also backwards compatible with the Game Boy Advance, giving the console an extended catalog with a number of classics dating back to Super Nintendo. The DS is actually Nintendo's best-selling console of all time. More than the Wii? That makes sense, yeah. With more than... I guess if you combine them. With more than 150 million units sold worldwide. Well, the DS is cheaper. You can buy... If you have a couple kids, you can buy each kid a DS. If it's a Wii, you can buy one Wii and all your kids play. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Makes sense. All right. I think we already talked about the 3DS, so there's not really too much to talk about the DS. That's the same thing. Number four... Nintendo Switch 2017. Number four. Number four. Number four. While the Switch is still a very young console, it has succeeded in blending the best of Nintendo's handheld and console offerings into a single package. Its portable mode, the Switch functions as a way more powerful Game Boy with a touchscreen. This guy knows nothing about gaming. What do you but the con- uh, say that sentence for me one more time? In a in portable mode, the Switch functions like a way more powerful Game Boy with a touchscreen, but the controls can also be separated from the screen for a two-player experience on the go. When at home, a docked Switch function turns it on on a modern television. With the Switch. Nintendo has also managed to correct some of the online infrastructure issues that plagued prior Nintendo consoles. That's a lie. That's a lie. Why are we communicating on phones? I'm sorry. The eShop feels more functional than ever on Switch. Those fucking people are lying. Uh, Oh, I I like the eShop. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's not that bad. The eShop feels more functional than ever on a Switch. And a variety of digital titles address the problems the Wii and the Wii U face by third-party support. Okay, I'll give him that. He touched on something there. And even though it's been less than two years since its launch, the Switch has already been had its fair share of amazing games, including The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. If the Switch keeps up its healthy pace of growth and developers continue to support it, it could slowly climb this list and become the Nintendo's best console ever. Definitely has the pot- potential to do so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Their online still sucks. Very much so, very much so. You gotta, you gotta, you need an app. We just spent three hours playing Smash, and we called each other because we didn't want to deal with that communication. I mean, and that's what the app is. The app is, hey, you you download this app and you could talk to your friends on your phone. We did that without the app. We just talked to each other on the phone because yeah. that's what phones do. Yeah, people have unlimited minutes now. Well, hey. I mean, I got unlimited minutes. I don't have unlimited data, so I gotta, I gotta hook up to the Wi-Fi. It's all. That's fine. The whole thing. Number four is the Switch, Dan. How do you feel about that being number four? Uh, I mean, where would you have put that? I'd put it at. 
I put it at three. Hmm. I put it at three. Um, so I'm not too upset. I mean, the things that I'm trying to think what I know what one and two should be. What is their number three? I'm, I I don't know what to expect. Uh, ready to go? I'll give you three. Give so, me your guess first. Switch is great. Um, I don't. I honestly, God, don't know. I know that there's a Nintendo. There's a Super Nintendo. Those should be one and two. Um, I'm I'm blanking on what else there is. Ready? Did Tom, number three. Did, did they make a Tamagotchi? <laughs> number three. The Game Boy, 1989. Oh, I thought Game Boy Color. Okay. Whereas the NES helped bring video games into homes across the world, the Game Boy made it possible to play games just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. And just like the NES before, the Game Boy created a baseline for every handheld console that would follow it. The basic, sturdy design, reliable functionality, and huge library of Game Boy games helped the basic hardware stand on its own for nearly 10 years, despite its more technically advanced competitors from handhelds like Sega Game Gear. For the time, Nintendo's console was literally, literally synonymous with portable gaming, with just about any handheld gaming device being... Damn it. That was good. I was doing so good. Colloquially, just start beatboxing. Col- just start beatboxing. You got this. Colo Quiali. Spell it. Quickly. Quickly? No. Colo Quiali. Colo Quiali, Dan. Macaulay Culkin. Colo- what? What did Macaulay Culkin Col- Col- do? That's what it is. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin do now. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> the- <laughs> Any handheld game device being Macaulay Culkin, known as a Game Boy. It's colloquially. <laughs> he was around during that time. He was big, you know. Yo, they used to have Home Alone games. You you ever play that? No. Home Alone, I think it was on the Super Nintendo or the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. You would go from house to house and you would try to avoid the van. And you would go in the house and set up traps and everything to try and defeat the robbers before they robbed every house in the neighborhood. Why was he going in other people's He was breaking in other people's houses. No, they were breaking in other people's houses. He was setting up the traps. But he had to break into other people's houses to set up the traps so that they didn't break into the house. Who was going to stop him? Who was going to stop Macaulay Culkin? (laughs) (laughs) For a while, it was the best and only way to play Tetris. While the black and white graphics of the Game Boy may not be particularly appealing to modern gamers, but the console helped establish a market for portable gaming that has been benefited in the industry as a whole. Game Boy's great. Uh, I, put I didn't some, realize yeah, how big it. of a catalog that system had. Well, it, it was out for forever. They said it. Ten years, yeah, right? Yeah, and is true. that including Game Boy Color? I would think, yeah. You'd have to kind of include it because the games are still compatible on that system. That's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, right? Uh, like, I just picked up a game at a thrift shop. You might know of it. Uh, Mega Man 5. Yeah. Yeah. I've never I, heard of Mega Man. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. <laughs> you may have heard of uh, Mega Man Five. So I picked it up for ten bucks, mm-hmm. and I and I can sell it for a hundred. And I think it's one. I don't know if it's one of the better Mega Man games, but it's definitely I think a rarer game because I feel like the the production on it was limited. I mean, you just get Mega Man Collection One and Two on modern day consoles. You're good. That's true. You know that's true. That's what I got. So. I love I mean, the Game Boy though. I, if it wasn't great. for the Game Boy, I don't think I would have been as big of a gamer as I am today. See, because I was I able didn't... to take my console anywhere. The only thing I hated, let's let's go back for a second. Yeah. I loved the Game Boy. I played Pokemon. I played a bunch of games from Game Boy, Donkey Kong, a whole bunch of games. My problem was the fact that at night I had to use a plug-in light that would kill the battery. It would Never just destroy the battery. Never you know, you didn't want it. Listen to me. You didn't want it. You yeah. plug that shit in when you left your grandma's house. She only lives like twenty-five minutes away. Your whole your batteries are gone. We're talking about Energizer. 
And I'm not talking about Energizer. I'm talking about Energizer because we couldn't afford the real Energizer. Fucking batteries. It would be pronounced Energize. Yeah. No. <laughs> we didn't, couldn't even get an ER. It was just Energize. <laughs> we had Energize. And then not Duracell. I think it was Puracell. Oh, they combined man. Purell and Duracell and gave yeah. you Puracell. Keep your hands clean. <laughs> um, The Game Boy was great. Uh, I like the Switch more. Fucking dollar store. I like the Switch more, and I like the Game Boy. The Game Boy was cool, but it was one of those things where I had games. I didn't have that many. I enjoyed what I did have, but when it comes to video games, I'm always going to enjoy TV consoles more than handheld. I always have. I mean, well, now it, I don't go anywhere. So, well, that's the thing. I mean, even the Switch. I play the Switch in handheld mode, just because it's a little different. But it, of course, I'd rather play my playstation i'd rather play my xbox and i don't want them to be handheld i want them to be on my tv yeah i'm sure that'll change in the future too i'm gonna be surprised by that oh vita 2 is gonna live number two what do you think number two is dan there's only two left on this list personally me i would put super nintendo number two but i don't know what this guy i don't know about kevin webb number two Mm-hmm. Nintendo Entertainment System first yeah. released in Japan as the Famicon in 1983 release re-released in 1985 in North America as the NES mm-hmm. I don't know why they just keep it called Famicom the impact of the original Nintendo Entertainment System also known as NES also known as NES mm-hmm. cannot be understated while well, okay, our yeah, why do you while arcades helped popularize video games as a hobby, the NES was the console that convinced the world that it's possible to bring their games home and start building a library. Furthermore, with developers no longer limited to building games on a pay-to-play arcade model, NES games were built with more depth and replay value in mind. Some of the most popular title franchises in video game history got their start on the NES, from Nintendo's own Super Mario Bros. and Metroid, to third-party series like Castlevania and Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. The Nintendo Entertainment System became the prototype for every gaming console moving forward, and helped make video games as a whole a household commodity. Nintendo has a shitload of money, by the way. Um, You know what's sad is that I really didn't get a chance to really fuck with this console. Like, I remember having it... Um, by the time I really got into games, I think I was four or five, and at that point, I was already well into the Super Nintendo era, so for me, I would go back and play games occasionally on it, mm-hmm. but I did, I still did have fun. Like, I played the old uh, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, Duck Hunt, mm-hmm. um, Double Dragon, some of the classics, definitely some of the classics. I, I honestly feel like if it wasn't for me going back and playing those games yeah. and seeing the transition from that to the Super Nintendo, then I probably wouldn't have as big of an appreciation for gaming as I do today. Yeah, I mean, with uh, with what you said, I'm, I'm the opposite. Uh, the Super Nintendo was bigger when we were younger. Yeah. But I had a Nintendo at home. It had belonged to uh, my father and my uncle, and my father had kept it. And uh, I, it was there, it was in the house. He would play Super Mario Brothers. He would play uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh, we had Legend of Zelda. Um, oh yeah, we had we had it yeah, all. Good games. Oh, I know. I, I mean, I had that a Punch Out, which I still love to today. I mean, not Punch. Well, yeah, Punch Out, but I mean Dodgeball is what I meant to say. Mm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Remember that? Nope. I had that. I know and, the movie. Well, there was a game too. Yeah, sometimes the rat would come by. I had to fight him out in the street and just kill him. But when well, he would punch, he would punch. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may kill him, but it came as kick kick him. <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I grew up on the Nintendo, uh, like, four years old right there. That was the first thing I ever played. Um, yeah, man, it was great. I loved it. The Super Nintendo I didn't do much of. It was always uh, Nintendo for me. And 
that's uh, that's always gonna be my first console. That's always gonna be one of my all time favorites, if not my favorite. All right, last one, last one on the list, Dan. What do you think it is? Uh, it would have to be the Tamagotchi. Game Boy Advance SP. No, it's not. No, nah, I'm just fucking with you. I was, I was, I was, I was, the emotions. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not a Super Nintendo fan, but still, like I, I, I respect it. You know, it's. Let me just calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Super Nintendo, it's literally called Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, the SNES. Also known as the Super Nintendo, also known as the SNES, also known as the Super NES. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System is Nintendo's definitive console and helps solidify the company at the center of gaming history. In terms of hardware, the Super Nintendo has meaningful improvements on every aspect of the original NES, from the sleek controller with more buttons to the game cartridges with many more times of storage space for bigger games. What are you doing? What's that? Oh, that's the money. Yep. Speaking of that, we'll, speaking it. of that, we'll get to that. No, Dan, right at this current moment in time, is holding the SNES Mini. The classic. Classic. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, same thing. And, same thing. and then the news just came out that they are officially stopping production. Oh, on the NES so class that makes this valuable. That oh, makes it, this it valuable, will. It will. It? Oh yeah, it well, look at that. You should put that, that back in the box. Look at a little bit. Look at little baby. <laughs> no, but seriously, they said they're gonna stop production on the NES and the uh, SNES Classic. Probably gonna shift focus onto the N64 Classic. I'm sure. But at the same time, like that, what are you doing? What are you doing? We can hear that. It's a little bit dusty. I'm sorry. I didn't know you could hear it. Bastard. <laughs> the games improved too. As many of the basic games that were found found their roots on NES arrived on the Super Nintendo with full polished sequels that made full use of the additional processing power. Despite considerable competition from the Sega Genesis, the Super Nintendo delivered th- dozens of unforgettable titles that still stand the test of time today. And that is very true. I can still, you know, that's a console mm-hmm. that has really? aged so well. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the N sixty four and their games not aging that well. If someone gave me a brand new Super Nintendo. First of all, I'm not opening it because it's brand new. I'm gonna put that shit in the closet. I'm gonna make money later on in life. I'm gonna pay for my kids' college tuitions. They're going to a uh, Jamaica Queens University. Uh, college is gonna be so much more expensive in the future. You need a couple. Welp. <laughs> Welp. There it goes. Um, no, but they've, they they age so well. Like I can go back and play Super Mario World, uh, Killer Instinct, Donkey Kong Country One, Two, even Three. Um, Super uh, Super Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I can go back and play so many. I can honestly go back and play so many. See, I can't. I can't list Super Nintendo games off the top of my head like that. Like I know of them, but it's like I didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up with it. I respect it. I just wasn't there for it. All about that Nintendo. That NES. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> great console. Really love that console. Huh? Um. Yeah, I think that's you know like I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that the Super Nintendo being number one is probably right, and I don't think of it just from a gaming standpoint. I think of it from the the innovative standpoint, yeah. the, the change and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you think about it, think about that console in, of its whole and whole, right? Super Nintendo was the first console that had tri- uh, shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to give you four buttons on the right, mm-hmm. Get, and like now it's almost un- unheard of if a yeah. gaming console doesn't have four buttons. 
No. Like I said, I uh, personally, I would like to see Nintendo at number one and Super Nintendo at number two, but I'm not at all mad about it. Like, you're absolutely right. This, I feel like one, if not the other, deserves to be in the top spot. So would you uh, say that right now, right now, it should be... In my opinion, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, yes. Super Nintendo, well, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Switch. Would you give Switch the third spot right now? No. It's getting fourth. Okay. Just wanted to hear. Just wanted to hear. The third, I, I would I put N64. Alright. Yeah. This is a good episode. I like this shit. We gotta find some more about these. I like this. But you know what the, you know why it works so well is because this was they they have thirteen consoles from their, their generation. So it kinda like helps. Like Sony's had but so many. Xbox has had three. Yeah. So that's yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. What's your final thoughts, Dan? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um yeah, man. Nintendo, you made some consoles, good for you. You're online. Really sucks. It really sucks. Step your game, but I know you're listening. Alvaro can't even find his social security number. <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo, give it back. <laughs> give the Alvaro, man back. Alvaro bought, first of all, Alvaro bought a Switch about a year, year and a half ago. Didn't touch it. Why are you, so, hate, why are you hating on him? That's why I call everybody Gary, you know? Like, <laughs> no, fuck Alvaro. <laughs> but that shit didn't play it. Came there. There were people out there who wanted it. This is, we got this shit when it was scarce. That's Remember right. That That's right. We called them and we told them, "Hey, man, it's early in the morning. I just finished working six. Uh, yep. six hours. I finished working eight hours. I was tired. You woke up early. Yep. We're out there, and then we tell him. He just shows up. Like, oh yeah, it just shows up. Hey, I got one too. Yeah, I'll get a switch. Why not? And then he got. And then he gets. <laughs> he gets. Uh, he gets smash, and he gets online. And now he can't play online because he doesn't know his own birthday. <laughs> that's, that's literally what's happening. Alvaro's given his birthday six times to Nintendo, and they said, "This ain't your birthday. Give us, give this back to the correct person." Just putting this man's business out there, man. Who me? Yeah, it's not me. Care. It's not I me. Think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Oh, he's never gonna listen to this podcast. Someone call his ass. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this that knows Al, give him a call and say, "How's Nintendo with your birthday?" <laughs> that's all you gotta say. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's the final thoughts right there. Hope you enjoyed this show. Hope you like Nintendo. Go get yourself a Switch. SOM, get live. And get Nintendo. (laughs) What does that mean? I was was very confused. I was talking about Xbox Live. I thought of NBA Live. Like, (laughs) he doesn't play video games, though. (laughs) Oh, shit. SOM, what the fuck are you? Yeah, man. All right. Come to work. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Shit. We're done. (laughs) Have a good week. Tendo out, bitches. Oh, man.